0: stampede Garner isn't 148 recorded 717 2022. I'm used to things working. At least, that's how things were when I was growing up in this country. For as long as I can remember, things ran on time. People usually went to work on time. Buying something on time came on time. I remember as a child ordering something from the back of a magazine or a comic book for a couple of dollars And it was always delivered. And as a child, I was excited to see a package with my name on it. But you know what? Today, you can't expect anything to be working. Something done correctly doesn't exist anymore. How it worked when I was a kid was different. Things were maybe slow, but you could rely on whatever it was you wanted or needed. Get your bicycle tire repaired and the guy who sold you your bicycle would say, I'll have it repaired in a couple of hours. Or if necessary, you could go to a five and dime store and buy a patch kit to repair the tire yourself. But that isn't what's happening today. Things are a lot faster, but less reliable. When something breaks, you're less likely to find a replacement part. Today, if a new store opens, before you know it, it's closed its doors and out of business. People aren't dedicated to working at an establishment. It's They're here one day and gone the next. I live in a second-floor apartment, and the elevator has been out of order for over a month. Management can't say when it will be back in service. Maintenance was trying to replace a broken part, but damaged the motor that drives it, and they don't know when it will be replaced, if at all. The entire elevator may have to be replaced, and that could take months, if not years. Because I can't walk down the stairs to go shopping for groceries, I've relied on a rope from my balcony with an attached basket, so a friend can bring me groceries, which I pull up to my apartment. Things are not getting better in this country. They're getting more complicated and less reliable When it comes to interacting with people, it's sometimes like pulling teeth to get information. Usually, the person that's waiting on you at a restaurant could care less that something wasn't right. Like when you order two scrambled eggs and raisin toast and get back one egg fried with toasted white bread. You might look up at the waitress and say, that's not what I ordered. And she replies, eat it, because that's all the cook is making today. Well, being someone who rarely complains and compliant, you might say, sure, I'll eat it, but I won't like it. And she says, eat it, because that's all you're getting. That's when you cave and start eating what you didn't order. But it doesn't end there. You might ask her for some butter and jelly for the toast. And she says, what do you think we're running here? A grocery store? You got what you got. And that's the story of our future. We've been asking for too much in this country, and now we aren't going to get what we want. And that's no exaggeration, because there will come a time in America when we won't be able to get more. That time is rapidly coming. The economic system of consumerism based on a supply of fossil fuels to run our automobiles, our power plants and the production of plastic products are going to come to an end. And you aren't going to like that. This world has recently passed a milestone. There are now 8 billion people on this planet, and the numbers keep telling us an economy that consumes more won't work. You might want more, but there's only going to be less. Of course, if you're brought up to anticipate there's going to be more, and it doesn't work out that way, and things begin changing, making you get less, well, that results in some very unhappy people. In fact, it might result in a revolution. But then again, people can be taught to comply with someone telling you to shut up and be happy with what you get. It doesn't take much to see this country is headed in the wrong direction. We've allowed ourselves into believing that profits are what make this country great, that we have the greatest military, that the production of missile weapons can protect us, that our companies and ex-generals become rich by supplying weapons for war, that homeless people addicted to drugs and suffer from mental illnesses can be seen in almost every major city in this country. That we have a need to punish instead of helping them. That people believe violence is the way to resolve any dispute, that the food we eat may have harmful chemicals, that our youth are willing to commit violence on our elderly, that our children can kill other children, that civil unrest with riots and looting are commonplace, that we believe we can violate our connection to the natural world, that ethically, we can believe we can raise animals to genetically make them conform to our genetic code, for harvesting their organs to transplant into us, that we violate our connection to other living animals, that we live in a culture of destroying instead of creating that we've abandoned what is beautiful for Artificial Intelligence, that we're a generation of watchers and not doers, that we've allowed Artificial Intelligence to think for ourselves, that personal responsibility for what we do is replaced with indifference, that we have become tools to further the ambitions of politicians for their retaining power, that the powerful are not humble, that winning isn't the most important part of our greatness, but compassion and giving is, that we have abandoned ancient laws to make everyone the same when nothing in this world is the same. Let me make this as clear as I can. The world alignment of countries is changing. Whether we like it or not, America's preeminence in this world is coming to an end. And as our president likes to say, that's no exaggeration. The coalition of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa known as BRICS, constitutes 40% of the world's population and 25% of its GDP. And it's getting larger if reporting is correct. Egypt, Turkey, and Saudi Arabia have all requested to join in that coalition. I don't know the exact economic involvement But be assured, their realignment makes America's position in the world less secure. It seems hard to believe, considering since 1979, America has been giving about $2 billion each year in aid to Egypt, most of which is military assistance with the promise not to attack Israel. That amount of money ranks fourth in assistance behind Israel, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and Iraq. But be assured, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and Iraq may not be receiving the aid they once were given. When it comes to Saudi Arabia and Turkey requesting admission into BRICS, America's military leaders and defense contractors are deeply concerned. The U.S. sells weapons to Saudi Arabia and Turkey, helping to sustain America's financial markets, not to mention for the salaries of ex-generals who sit in the boardrooms of military industrial corporations. The world is realigning, and there's lots of reasons to believe we aren't going to retain our position of leadership. In fact, there's lots of reasons to believe the rest of the world is questioning our health politically, economically, mentally, or with our other abnormal behavior. We are no longer able to tell the rest of the world what we believe is right. I suspect Egypt, Turkey, and Saudi Arabia all have strong feelings about the use of gold in their economies, and so do the BRICS countries. They all want gold prices stable, and they want to control its price. Not London or New York. What are the objectives of the coalition known as BRICS? It's an exclusive trading agreement between the countries of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. Its objectives are to use currencies other than the U.S. dollar and to act as one trading block. It also works as a bridge between developed And developing countries. It's working toward a more diversified, stable, and predictable global reserve currency by reforming financial institutions and politically changing the United Nations Security Council. It serves to give credits to one another in their own currencies, ending the use of the U.S. dollar in traded payments. It's proposed a BRICS bank to finance investments in developing countries. And as of 2014, it's created two financial institutions. The New Development Bank with the acronym NDB, to finance the development of infrastructure and sustainable development through $50 billion in capital and a $100 billion contingency reserve arrangement known as CRA, assisting member countries with financial difficulties. They've attempted to diminish the United States and the European Union subsidies of agricultural products, Making developing countries' products more competitive. Its organization has also formed an exchange platform to involve cultural and educational cooperation. They have a shared interest in challenging Western financial institutions like the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank. It's clear. With Egypt, Saudi Arabia, and Turkey requesting membership in BRICS, the world order of American dominance is coming to an end. And Americans should be prepared for new financial agreements, for new financial agreements that will affect the way we live. What we've done for the last 77 years is coming to an end, and we should expect much less in years to come. This week on Garner Isn't You First Heard the Music of Edward Elgar with Dane Janet Baker singing Where Corals Lie. Elgar composed a cycle of five songs entitled Sea Pictures for Female Voice, completed when he was 33 years of age in 1890. Then two pieces by Prince. First, Purple Rain, and then Cream. Followed by the theme to the TV series, The X-Files, a Mark Snow composition. Then another theme from the longest TV series, Doctor Who, composed by Ron Grainer. And finally, a repeat cut from Where Corals Lie. Stapede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.